Welcome to the Mother Nurture Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrea Rosario, functional neurologist and doctor of chiropractic, specializing in functional medicine, caring for individuals and families with chronic conditions for over 15 years. Hi there, Andrea Rosario here, and I'm so excited today to bring to you a very special human being. This is going to be a talk about food and healing with my dear friend and brilliant food scientist and functional nutritionist, Diane Milano. Hi, Diane. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. Diane is super busy, super busy. She runs a couple (laughs) very in-demand businesses, and so it's a real treat to steal her. This is a Sunday. She's giving me her Sunday today, so feeling pretty happy, pretty blessed to have you here. Sunday, fun day, the best place to be. That's true. And this is going to be fun. I have to tell you because, so I have to tell you a little bit of a background with me and Diane. We met in 2018. We were taking a six month course called spiritual. Oh shoot. What was it called? (laughs) Spiritual healing for practitioners. I think something similar to that. Spiritual coaching. Spiritual coaching. Yeah. Maybe that was it. That sounds about right. Okay. So it was a fantastic program that was great and everything. Diane and I hit it off, as my brother used to say, like peas and carrots, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> we have really um, different backgrounds, but very similar, overlapping, and have a lot of current life relatable things with each other. And we both use humor to get through challenging times. So the topic we're going to cover today is a little bit serious, but I just have to forewarn everyone that Diane and I don't make it very far without becoming pretty giggly. So I don't know how far we're going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I already failed at that. I'm already giggling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I had to interview my friend Diane here because number one, she is just the most brilliant scientist with food I've ever met in my life. And on top of that, she has the most awe-inspiring story that I wanted to share with you because unfortunately, a lot of mainstream medical approaches really dismiss food in the healing process and just in preventative health. And Diane's a walking, talking, like blaring neon sign of that's bull crap. <laughs> So I totally needed to share with you because it's the most inspiring story and way of life that she exudes and lives and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what we wanted to bring you today. So here's my dear friend, Diane, and she has a story to tell you. Hit it, Diane. All righty. Okay. Yeah. So a story and giggle and you and I definitely don't like to talk for a long time. So here we go. All right. So the most recent chapter of my story started uh, about six and a half years ago, now seven years ago, when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Previously to that, I had had years of symptoms that I knew was just not normal and wasn't okay. And I, my brain just felt weird. My body felt weird, but I had for so long just been kind of like cast to the side. Even for my primary care doctors, they sent me to rheumatologists. For years, I was on a, a rheumatoid arthritis infusion that I didn't even need. And my, at that time, primary care physician would just say, you're too young to blame the brain. So never, ever scanned my brain. He told me to go fully plant-based or not plant-based necessarily, but limit meats and only eat white foods or take this medication and take that medication. It was just very, very stressful because 
you feel like you're wrong or it's in your head. Um, so that went on for years. About how old you were at that time? I was about 19 years old at that time. And so, and that went on for years where I would just feel like the bee stings down the side of my body or an incredible heaviness on one of my legs. And it was just, it was crazy. Um, but you know what? I, I thought, well, I'm crazy. No one, no one can find what it is. So it, it's me. It must be me. So it wasn't until, like I mentioned earlier, about almost seven years ago where I was walking in Target with my husband. And at that time, my balance was really bad. I'll never forget that prior December, I had just seen a, a, another rheumatologist who said everything was fine. But my ba- like literally, I was wobbling in his office. Fast forward to summer, we were at Target and I had to have the assistance of the, um, you know, the shopping carts to actually be able to walk without falling. Well, we were in like the card section and I thought I could just leave the cart and like walk two steps to the thank you cards. And I just fell face forward and I, I blacked out. I, I hit myself really, really hard to the point that I was taken to the hospital. And it wasn't until I was at the hospital that they ran imaging tests to see what was going on. That physician said, you should see a neurologist. And that was the first time I had ever seen a neurologist. And so I saw one and it was, congratulations, you have multiple sclerosis. And immediately with medication, I wasn't told anything about food. It was really scary, really confusing because at that point, everything that I had heard about multiple sclerosis was so terrifying. I started to decline very, very rapidly. So much of it, yeah, had to do with how I was feeling mentally and emotionally, but the lesions, it was just now on the base of my, like it was just the spinal cord. It was, they were just popping up everywhere. And I started to lose my speech. It was very slurred. I really couldn't use my, like my motor skills were failing. At that time I had a job where um, I needed to be able to think, kind of like think on my feet and do number calculations really, really fast. And I couldn't keep up. And, you know, I had to start using a cane and then a walker. And when things finally got so bad, I really couldn't even speak with my husband anymore. I would communicate. Um, I would just use my pinky on an iPad. And the next time that I saw the neurologist, he looked at both my husband and I and said, you need to apply for permanent social security disability because you're, you're going to get a little bit worse and you're done with work. And so I was mid twenties and we'd only been married a few years. We didn't think like three three years or so and it was like what are you talking like it didn't make sense internally I felt really scared and alone and confused but I felt fine internally and it was just like the outside the shell everything was wrong and it was this like duality of like what the actual flip is going on and the neurologist was right things got really bad um so then I was diapers and George, my husband, how to cook all of the meals, prepare things for me when he would leave for work. And he would just kind of leave me on the couch. Sometimes I'd have people come and stop by to see and check, but I'd have everything handy. And it was really scary until 
George watched a, I believe it was a TED talk by uh, Dr. Terry Walls of the Walls Protocol, and it was on mitochondria. And so she herself has multiple sclerosis and how she developed her protocol that she applied for herself and for many others, wrote a book on it called The Walls Protocol. And so George took it up from the library. And yeah, I mean, he started to read it to me because I couldn't read anymore. And it was very hard, you know, to try to implement that protocol because we were a two income family now a one income family and George is working less and less hours to try and take care of me and the medical bills were just racking up and my medication was very very expensive and I really did not want to apply for permanent social security disability I, I I think it was like a part of me that was just I wasn't ready but I knew that like the bills were mounting up and something had to happen and so with the protocol we like started in little chunks we couldn't do all organic we definitely couldn't buy all of the vegetables so we did little bits and bobs and the next time that I saw my neurologist George brought the book and my neurologist said you know there isn't much proof on like broccoli you know his name broccoli he was like do you want to try your broccoli i just want quantifiable he's like i want to see it on the test and so you know we tried it was i think so much of it was like you know when you, you feel hope and then you feel a little bit better it kind of like fuels a little bit in you and the next time i saw my neurologist he was really gracious and he says you know i have to apologize to you because practitioners he says we have egos and he says i have to sit down and say okay just because i don't know that this will work for you he's like we think of diseases like parkinson's when it was first being researched there was a breath of neurologists that were like no that's it's not that doesn't really exist like no that's not how it is and he says but it, it is and so he says you want to try it i'm going to support you and so he didn't really know anything about yoga or pilates or anything meditation so once in a while he would just give me whenever he would give me my refill for a medication he would say okay so are you going to try your meditation this week you know in his mind and it was really supportive and i'm so grateful for him so yeah and then I started to do my own research because I, I could use my pinky. Um, and then I would play back books, audio research papers, and I would tell George, you know, I think XYZ supplement, or I think there's something like inflammatory pathways. And I think and you know, kind of bringing this up, and I start to get better, you know, the combination of medication, the support, the foods, and one day my neurologist turns to me I was still not okay and he says you know when you get better he's like you should go to school because you're going to do a really good job and ta-da, yeah seven years later I did George helped me he wrote my note cards helped me study for my tests my professors were super cool and I got my degrees and here we are so you would not know that any of this happened if you met Diane. She looks, talks, walks. I know that there's hard days that it, that isn't always true, but she looks, talks, and walks like every, actually probably healthier <laughs> than most people you would see on the street. And so it's, it's mind boggling, especially if you don't, I mean, in my field, I know that you can recover, but even knowing that her, the way you were all the way like hospital bed, bed bound diapers, couldn't feed yourself, pinky communicating to where you are now blows my mind because quite honestly, and I tell you this all the time as a friend, 
um, I have auto, autoimmune disease too. And if I work too hard, I make myself sick. So I stand in awe that you're able to do what you're able to do because my friend Diane here runs her nutritionist business, her functional nutritionist business. And then she also runs a crazy in-demand bakery. It's like two more than full-time jobs. And I'm always like, pump the brakes, Diane, pump the brakes. Because <laughs> I, I want her to help her healthy immune system, but you're tolerating it. And that's what is so... I mean, relatively at least, right? <laughs> There's stress is stress and it's not good when you have autoimmune disease. And I guess I should say, um, for those of you who don't know what multiple sclerosis is, it is an autoimmune disease, meaning your immune system has gotten confused and it's now t- attacking your healthy tissues and destroying them. And in the case of multiple sclerosis, it is attacking your myelin, which is like this protective sheath that goes over your nerves. And that's why it has so many neurological symptoms and signs and things like that. Like it, it can be in the world of autoimmunity, there's hundreds of diseases and MS is one that you don't freaking want to hear. Like it's not, it's a scary one, a really scary one. And so coming back from where you've come back from and knowing what you're doing now, it's just like, it's the best, most inspiring story that I could possibly think of to share with people that are in your same shoes, maybe not in the same exact disease pattern, but when they're going to their doctor and like, I really want to try this out and they're getting discouraged, Mm -hmm. do it anyway. Just do it anyway. It is so incredibly impactful and you can do, you can do amazing things with supplements. Like I, that's one of my skills personally is like how to break cycles with supplements and such. But Diane's magicianness <laughs> is that she does this stuff with food. So you got your degree in nutrition mm-hmm. and then tell us how the whole bakery came to be. Yeah. Okay. So I have my degree in nutrition and uh, microbiology. And the reason why uh, microbiology was always very interesting to me because it was this incredible and charted role of bacteria and what they play in our body, you know? And so when I opened up my functional nutrition practice, it was going really well. If you were my niche, my speciality um, has to do with autoimmune conditions, both in adults and in children, definitely leaning towards anything neurological. That's just what I love. And it was going great, but very humbling moment was one of my clients that has uh, Parkinson's. All he could eat was tasty cakes and his insure shakes and tasty cakes for those that don't know, are like these, if you were like little Debbie's type of situation. Um, but they're on the East coast. I always think they're only on the East coast and that was it for him. So supplements. Yeah. Cool. But he was on his medication and he was just mentally and emotionally had almost given up. If you can say that, you know, you're, you're, you're being bold and kind of getting out of bed every single day, but it's like, you're almost waiting for it to end. And one day in one of our um, consults, he just started talking about like how he had a dream about like, his mom and part of being a practitioner is not only being the, you know, taking the place, at least for me, the place of being the all knowing, which truly uh, we don't really know anything when, when, we, when we really, really talk about it. And so I just asked him, tell me more. And he talked about like his mom's pumpkin bread that he just loved. This is the man with the Parkinson's. This is the man with Parkinson's. And I was like, you know what? 
let me see because if there's one thing i like you know with all of my spare time it's a challenge and so how could i make a pumpkin bread not only really nutritionally dense but then i i understood this man as a practitioner and i knew he would not be able to absorb things you know he was already having trouble with medications and things like that so in comes microbes and this role that we only kind of have peaked the tip of the iceberg in fermentation, right? So for those that don't know, fermentation is a very ancient, ancient practice. But when I get into the sciencey nerdy aspect of it is you essentially have microbes that feed off of starches, carbohydrates, sugars, and then you have lactic acid or acetic acid that's released. So in my, what I ended up doing is this understanding that, okay, microbes are going to break down the broccoli, right? And to a place where it's going to make it more easily digestible for this client and most everybody, because we lack in our, in our wonderful superheroes called digestive enzymes sometimes. But in the process, not only are they essentially pre-digesting your food, they're also farting, if we want to put it that way nutrients, B vitamins, like they're just doing, they're living and it's their fuel. And so it wasn't necessarily for the probiotic aspect. It was for this unbelievable, just gift that they provide. So yeah, you can ferment broccoli, but that's not going to taste like somebody's grandmother's pumpkin bread, you know? So what can I do? So I fermented pumpkin and it really took me about a year to develop as a prototype. And I remember he lived in New York and I mailed some to him and he'd give me feedback back and forth, back and forth until the product came to be. And I told him to name it and he called it brain bread. It's our founding product. And from it, I never, ever in a bajillion of bajillion years thought I would go into baking. And I was like, okay, cool. So there's this awesome product. There's this procedure that I understand or know very, let's be real. I, I barely know. I am humbled that the microbes allow me to work with them. So l- let's figure this out. And I had another client who was a nine-year-old with cancer who would go to chemo in Philadelphia. You know, her mom was like, I can't really sign like a good snack for her that doesn't make her feel sick, that doesn't make her want to vomit, but she's not eating breakfast and she does not eating dinner. She's losing weight. And so I took the, I spoke to her and I was like, you know, what, what, what's your favorite snack? Chocolate chip cookie. All right. So let me see, let's see what I can do. And the gooey cookie came to be, it was only within my practice that these little things were, were happening. Um, and we were offered to join a local farmer's market in Margate, New Jersey, actually three summers ago. And I was scared. I don't know anything about food. I was still running my private practice, seeing clients. By then, you know, three years ago, I was like, wow, I need to go to school for food science. So I was doing that. It was a leap of faith because I still had a ton of medical debt. You might not sound crazy, but a $300 tent for a farmer's market is like, what? It was a huge investment in leap of faith. And the ingredients for the products are so expensive because they're all based out of vegetables. And we launched it. We did our first day at the farmer's market and telling people that there's no gluten, no grains, no dairy, no soy, no refined sugars, no gums or additives. We dehydrate our vegetables. We make our flowers from vegetables. 
I will ferment sweet potatoes and boil them down to create kind of a syrup to whip into a marshmallow form to keep things under like three, four, five grams of sugar, very low carb, higher in protein. Trying explaining this at a farmer's market was intense, but it was our first day and it was so exciting. I don't know how, but a customer, she ended up being, she works for a 680C in Philadelphia. Karen Rogers comes up and she was like, I love this. I want to like come down and record. And then that's how it all started. I mean, I love your certain, like, I'm, I'm selfishly so excited that I was here for the whole, like, I just remember when you had almost only maybe brain bread and maybe a cookie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's exploded and okay. So Diane's got an online bakery. She opens it up once a week. Is that right, Diane? Yep. Sundays at noon. And it sells out. And I mean, they're full on, I don't know, massive production for a small business. I mean, it's still, it's not a team of three. It's not hostess, right? <laughs> like, a, a, you guys are the line. <laughs> yes. But basically, as much as they can churn out, sells out like in a snap. It's amazing. It's helping people all over the place. And I personally know because I have several patients. Oh my goodness. The amount of foods they're sensitive to, they come to me and they're like, I've got five foods or I have to avoid oxalates, which is in like everything or really bad SIBO patients, which is um, bad bacteria overgrowth in your small intestine. There's um, those that's also often called like IBS or IBD, you know, well, yeah, most of the time people who have that diagnosis, that's what the actual problem is they become super sensitive to foods and all that kind of stuff. Diane's food is just so well tolerated by even my most sensitive patients that it's incredible. I mean, basically I send people to Diane for her food, but I also haven't been able to accept new patients for a couple of years now. And I only have three practitioners in functional medicine that I really like sending my patients to, and Diane is one of them. And so I do especially love sending people who aren't super big on a ton of supplements, like they'd like to get their healing through food specifically. Of course, any neurological autoimmunity or autoimmunity in general, I love sending to you. And anyone who needs that extra little TLC, because Diane has been through some shit. Just mildly put, yes. Mildly put. And so not just with the MS, you know, just in in general in life, if you don't mind me saying, Diane, she's been through foster care most of her childhood and been homeless. The ringer. The woman is so incredibly strong, but also it's like she's a force with empathy, sympathy, like understanding. And that's just super rare. You know, not a lot of people are in the position of healing that have been where you are, I guess, you know, when you're at your deepest nest, just like, I can't put one foot in front of the other sometimes literally. So Diane's got that extra TLC that is pretty unique in the world of healing. I send people to your bakery. I send people to you as a functional nutritionist and you're absolutely brilliant. I hope that wherever this podcast or this to whatever this ends up on. I don't really know because I recorded it too. Um, Had to capture all the Diane, right? So wherever this ends up, I hope that someone finds your story because it is, it, you just can't give up, you know, and there is so much healing to be had and you're the perfect example of the power of food. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's very humbling to be both a practitioner, a food scientist and own a bakery. I get to see 
the many facets of where people are in their lives. Some of the customers of the bakery are my clients. Others are not. They are, they, they just found this on social media. Wow. Okay. I'm going to get emotional, but yesterday, so yesterday, Saturday, our pickups, our local pickups are on Saturday. We recently launched a, uh, our ice cream sandwiches, which have minimum of about seven vegetables in them. And they are under 2.5 grams of sugar. They're, in, uh, they're phenomenal. They're like the best thing. And so I had a new customer to the bakery, found us on social media, shared that you know, her children had some complicated issues, which is very gracious. That alone to, as a human to reach out and say, hi, you know, I feel safe enough to tell you this story. I am going to try out your product. There's a lot of faith there, you know, and that I feel and I take very seriously. And so the mom messages us on social media yesterday and she goes, my daughter who is uh, sick has never had a chip, which a chocolate chip ice cream sandwich has complicated issues. And the mom was like, I can't believe it. First of all, the daughter loved it. The daughter didn't have any negative side effects like you would from gums, even from a dairy-free ice cream or sugar because of the cookboard, you know, all of the things. And it was like, I actually feel like she was really calm and she felt good. And so they nicknamed me the cookie witch, which is like the best title ever, the cookie witch. So I got to see that. And we have customers that have been with us from the beginning. What's like really, really cool is the customers that are also my clients. And so when I run testing, lab work, whatever it is, and it's because of the work that they're doing, really, I just have the incredible honor of kind of like guiding them. We get to see the impacts of their work. I am a very research-driven practitioner, but I take the person into accountability because it's, I've been where you are. Maybe not where you are exactly, but I've been like in the vicinity of the valleys of the shadows, if that makes sense. But when I get to see the, like the two sides, is pretty pretty freaking cool. It's exhausting. Don't get me wrong, but I love it. When I'm the, my, my most like, what the heck am I doing? I get a message from somebody, and it's like, that's why. That's exactly why. And I'm so incredibly grateful. That I am to the point where I am now that I do all the madness because it's just honestly what what greater gift can I have than to be able to support others, whether it's with a cookie, whether it's somebody who's going through something really incredible in their life, or maybe it's somebody who just read like in an Oprah magazine that like probiotics are good. Then to be kind of like that landing resource for somebody because there's a lot of like bad information out there. And to be able to be that. Yeah. So it's cool. I got dark circles, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stand in awe of you. You're the pace of uh, that you run to not just run these two businesses, but run them well and run them with the heart that you run them with. I mean, we've had some talks because being a functional medicine practitioner and dealing with chronically ill people, including people end of life that you fall in love with. I mean, this is a heavy. I mean, there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of amazing hope. There's a lot of amazing results, but it is an emotional roller coaster. And 
that's why I'm the one who gently, nicely tries. Sometimes I don't, I use a cuss word, but I'm like, pump the brakes, <laughs> pump the brakes. Oh my gosh. Don't, don't go crazy. Like yeah. I need to be unhealthy, you know? Yeah. I was literally just telling my husband yesterday, I was like, I'm so grateful for Andrea that because apparently I'm Capricorn everywhere. And that just means that I go, 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 go until I like crash. It is. I, I'm doing what I love, but I'm so grateful for you to send me those like, what the bleep are you doing? And stop. Because other than that, I, I don't. I love that you brought up the aspect of it's hard being a practitioner, especially to the types of patients, clients that we happen to work with. In the bakery, we have a lot of customers that are end of life. I never expected the bakery to be that for people. And so the bakery, we have a Marigold Memorial Garden for all of our customers that pass away, put a little plaque and we plant a marigold. And it's the, the same in my practice. It's really from children to adults. I've had the honor of working with people who understand that they don't have a lot longer left on this earth, but they want to try to make it a little bit better and kind of understand. You know, I once had a mother who was like, I want my children to see so that they could make changes in their lives. It's insane. It's crazy. When you think about it, it's like, holy shit, talking mushrooms. Wow. That, that mom, it's almost like that saying, I don't know, gosh, and I will butcher it. When you plant a tree that you know, you're never going to sit under, you know, it, it either says <laughs> that's, uh, that's being evolved or that is love or something like that. But that, that mom, that just kind of struck my heart when you told that story, because she knows it's really not going to change her outcome, but she's trying to impart upon her children and make a ripple effect with her effort to show them, you know, you don't have to say, yes, I succumb to this. You can do things about it. You need to make healthy choices. And on the end of life stuff too, as heavy and hard as that is, if they're trying to prolong their life and, and their quality of life, that usually involves a pretty restricted, not very fun diet if you're really mm-hmm. trying to do what you want to do. But when you meet Diane, <laughs> brain bread, which is like dessert bread, and chocolate chip cookies and ice cream sandwiches and things like that, that is like quality of life right there. You know, it's like you're doing both. You're knocking out the quality of life and you're knocking out the like inflammation and the disease. And it's just so incredible what you do. I've never met anyone like you, Diane, never. And we're all so blessed to have you and the ripple effect that you have in this world is huge. So that's why you're one of my favoritas. And <laughs> every once in a while, I have like four years of Spanish and I really suck at it, but every once in a while, I show off for Diane because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't feel confident enough with anybody else to do it, but I just did it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that, like, but it's kind of like, I'm going there anyway, because I'm extra today. I'm flipping my hair to be extra along with you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Okay. Well, I suppose, because this could go on forever. And I actually would love to do another one someday with you on finding humor and healing. Like I would love to do that because I think (laughs) we would have a lot of fun with that topic because we really relate in that same way of like, oh, that's awkward. Let me make a joke about it. Or that's all. Let me make a joke about it. So. Yeah. Or life sucks right now. Let's laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> My grandpa always said you could either laugh or you could cry. I kind of think you can do both, but you definitely don't want to just cry all the time, right? 
Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about you, Andrea. I can get my like little routine where I just cry. And here comes Andrea with her like epic sarcasm. And then you cry laugh because why not? And then you get to cry laugh with like one of your besties. So absolutely. So blessed to have you in my life. So blessed to have you in the world of practitioners as a colleague. And so blessed to have you on this podcast today. So thank you so much. And oh, hi. I got some like nasty grams on this one. Let me tell you where you can find Diane. <laughs> so um, Diane's functional nutrition practice, any nutrition, anything, you can find her at milanonutrition.com. And this is not Milano like the cookie, M-I-L. It's M-E-L-A-N-O nutrition.com. And she has the same um, social media handles. Handles. That's the word. Her handles on social media um, or for her nutrition is uh, Milano Nutrition for Facebook and Instagram. And then if you're looking at the Beneficial Bakery, which you should um, enjoy it in your tum-tum, is thebeneficialbakery.com. And the handles are also the same on Instagram and Facebook. So find her in all of those lovely places. Did I forget anything? No, we did good. We got a little nerdy, got a little silly. We laughed, we cried, we talked about death, farts, veggies, microbes, empathy. I think we checked it all. It was a really great conversation. I fully, fully agree. You never disappoint Diane ever. <laughs> all right. I love you and thank you all. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.